Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming to the program author Saborna Roychowdhury, and she is the author of Everything Here Belongs to You. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available at our website, as well as on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. Saborna, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. I am... Saborna Roy Chaudhary. I am an author, but also I teach community college. I came to this country when I was only 19 years old, and I studied chemistry for many, many years. I did a bachelor's and two masters in chemistry, and then I started to teach high school and college. And then I found out my interest in writing and my love for writing. And then I wrote two books. My first book, my debut novel, is The Distance. And my second book, Everything Here Belongs to You, came out recently from Black Rose Writing, which is a Texas-based publisher. And I'm very happy to be at your show. So tell us about your book. A lowly Muslim maid who works for a middle-class Hindu family struggles between discovering her Muslim roots and conforming to the only family she has ever known. Her struggle leaves a path of destruction that she could have never foreseen. So a six-year-old girl comes to live with this family, this Hindu family, and she thinks that she will be treated well here, but she gets treated like a second-class citizen because this family has, you know, does a lot of class discrimination, and she feels the pressure of this class disparity. And slowly she gets alienated from the family and gets involved with a radical Muslim who ultimately urges her to do great harm, and she betrays the family. So who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here? Well, women, book clubs love this book. Women between the ages of 16 all the way to 90 would love to read this book. South Asian women, South Asian men also love this book because, you know, it gives a lot of description of India. They feel very nostalgic after reading my book. They feel like they know the house, the neighborhood, the place, the country very well. They can feel things. They can smell things. They can see things. So it's a wonderful experience for them. So mainly South Asian women, but all types of audiences from 16 all the way to 90. So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? Well, I can say that this Hindu family, you know, their name is the Sen. They kind of have double standards. They think of themselves as a generous savior for the maid whose name is Parul. But they think nothing of, you know, forcing her, a child, into labor. You know, so Parul is a motherless child who comes to live with this family or from her village. And she's only six years old. But the Sens think nothing of treating her like a maid not giving her a proper education, not giving her a future. She's asked to sit on the floor all the time. She's not allowed to sit on the household furniture and she has separate cups and plates. So they discriminate against her. So I wanted to bring the focus on child labor in third world countries. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? So I want the readers to ask themselves, 
what would they do if they were caught in the narrative of my book? How will they treat someone who is different? Because in this family, in this Hindu family, Carol is constantly told that you are a Chotolok and our family is a Bhadralok. The difference is that, you know, we are upper caste and you are lower caste. And this family believes that the upper caste or the Bhadraloks, they have the right to a good education. They have the right to go to college. They have the right to be, you know, successful in life. But, you know, Chotoloks were just born to suffer because they must have done something sinful in their previous life. So Parul is constantly reminded that she is different. So I want your audience or my listeners to ask themselves, do some people deserve less in life? Do not all people deserve a chance to prosper themselves? Or does prosperity just belong to a few? So if you were asked to compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Usually my readers tell me that I write like Jhumpa Lahiri and I'm a big fan of her. But my book can be very closely compared to Megha Majunda's book, A Burning. Because in Megha's book, you know, she delves into the complexities of modern India. And in her book, also a young Muslim woman is used as a scapegoat in a terrorist attack. So my book also has these elements as well as, you know, how friendship between two sisters is put to a test. Megha's book also covers that and my book also covers that, that two girls who are very, very close to each other, just like sisters, have a lot of pressures on their friendship and ultimately they fall apart. So what was your reason for writing this book? Well, after 9-11, you know, I saw mounting Islamophobia in America. I saw, you know, mosques burned and women in hijabs. They were beaten, especially in New York subways. And this really broke my heart. I didn't understand why this was happening, why the Muslims were being blamed for the acts of a few men, some terrorists. The whole community was getting the blame. And I thought, if anything, they were the victims themselves. And I wanted to write something to explore this. So I wrote a book that explores why men and women, you know, lean towards or get into religious extremism that brings violence. What causes violence and who brings violence? So did any real event or person inspire you to write this book? Well, when I started to write this book, I was given a writing prompt that I need to meditate and start writing. When I got the prompt, you know, the image that came to me was that of a girl, a young 16-year-old girl who I recognized was the maid in my aunt's family. And, you know, this maid used to work very hard for my aunt, but every month her father came from the village and took away all her salary. He took away all her money and she had nothing left. And the father's, you know, demands on her never seemed to end. He wanted more and more from her. He wanted blankets. He wanted to repair his roof. So he kept on extracting money from her. And the girl was very sad and she complained to my aunt and she wanted to know if she will ever, you know, stop being a bank for her father. And my aunt could not help her. And then one day my aunt found her hanging from the ceiling fan and she had used her sari as a noose to do this. So that girl came back to me that night and it was as if she wanted me to tell her story. And I made her the protagonist of my story, even though my book does not have a suicide in it. So tell us about the main character in the book. The main character's name is Parul. So Parul is the maid in this family. And Parul was born into very unfair and difficult situation. 
She was only six years old when she lost her mother. Her father brought her to this Hindu household in the city to work for them. And she was just six years old. So this family, you know, the Hindu family, they had their own conflicts. They gave her food and shelter, but they didn't really care for her. They said to live in this family, even though Parul was Muslim, they told her to live like a Hindu girl. So they kind of took away her religious identity. And so Parul, you know, she keeps on trying to think of this Hindu family and this home as her own. But then she also faces a lot of class discrimination. The Hindu family has increasingly classist views and Parul feels more and more alienated. Every month her father comes and takes away her salary. And so she is completely frustrated with her life. And to gain power over her life, to gain some agency, one day she gets to meet a radical Muslim named Rahim and she gets involved with him and tries to reclaim some power over her life. So did you do any specific research for this book? Most of my research was done on the Internet. I read a lot of articles before writing this book. But when I went to India, when I went to Kolkata, I also visited the Muslim neighborhood in Kolkata and I spent a lot of time there. So I walked through the narrow alleys and I watched the khangas and the dargahs and the mosques and I bought, you know, prayer beads and rose water. I went to visit a Muslim family. I ate with them. You know, they had one big plate in the center with a lot of food on it. And I sat down and I ate with them. And then I actually prayed with them. So I sat down with them. I bowed. I prostrated. I did all the motions and felt a strong sense of sisterhood with the Muslim family. And they even took me to a mosque where I prayed with them again. So this is the kind of research I did where I could feel a camaraderie, a sisterhood with the family. So what have you noticed in societies in the Indian subcontinent about the relations between the middle class and working class? Well, as I said, what I have seen in my aunt's house also happened in my house that I would see very young girls come to work in our house. And my mom always called them her daughter and she was very sweet to them. But she made a very clear distinction between me and them. They always had a separate bathroom. They had separate plates and cups. My mother always sent me to a very prestigious private school where I learned English. And these girls were sent to a free Bengali medium school. So they never got a chance in life. My mother never thought of their, you know, their future. And my mother always said to me, study hard because you are going to go to college someday. And then about these girls, she always said, oh, they will just drop out of school. Don't worry about them. So why does Parul get involved with a radical Muslim? Well, as I said, Parul had a very difficult life. So she considers this Hindu family as her own. And she grows up thinking of this house as her own house and this family as her own. And as she grows up, she has one dream that, you know, one day her father will come from the village and say, Parul, I have found a husband for you. And you're going to have a family of your own and I'm going to get you married. But that doesn't happen because one day her father comes from the village and says, Parul, I'm going to get your younger sister married. So Parul is completely disillusioned. On one hand, the sense, you know, they have very classist views and they keep on discriminating against her. On the other hand, her father keeps on pressurizing her for more and more money and doesn't find a husband for her. So she gets very frustrated 
And she tries to claim some kind of power over her life by getting involved with this radical Muslim man named Rahim. She wants some kind of agency. She wants to find her Islamic roots. So in your opinion, who should buy this book? As I said, that book clubs really enjoy this book. This is, can be considered upmarket fiction. It has a lot of political views in it. It has, you know, women love this book, women between the ages of 16 to 90, especially South Asian women. They get very nostalgic when they read this book because they can imagine themselves in a place like this. In, they can just almost see the city, the house, the country. They can feel the politics in the air. So it's very emotional for them. So South Asian women and, you know, book clubs absolutely love this book. Do you have a website? Yes, I do. And I would love for you to visit my website. It's www.sabornaroychaudhry.com. That means my full name. S-A-B-O-R-N-A-R-O-Y-C-H-O-W-D-H-U-R-Y. Sabornaroychaudhry.com. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Saborna Roy Chowdhury, and she is the author of Everything Here Belongs to You. Saborna, thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of the Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they too have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com, and whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, the Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.